All right, and hello everybody. Welcome back to Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead. I am so pumped to be here for this show. We've been working hard to get this together and it is happening right now. Welcome everybody tuning in live over on Rockfin, on the Foxhole, on DLive, on Twitch. You're more than welcome and you're in for a treat. We have the return of Dr. Brian Artis. Brian, always good to have you back. We've been doing quite a few shows, lots of conversations. And we also have the lovely Dr. Judy Mikevitz, uh, her second time back on the show. Uh, Judy, thank you so much for joining us. It's lovely to have you back here again. Thank you, David. It's a pleasure to be back. Well, it's we have my so honor to be here with Judy Mikevitz <laughs> and David, the Truth Warrior. Ah, that's right. We got some knockout punches coming your way, folks, for today. We're going to learn a lot about reptiles and all kinds of stuff, ceramin, venom, uh, weird gain-of-function research type stuff, uh, all kinds of stuff, and also give uh, Judy and Brian an opportunity to have some dialogue. Uh, I've got a few questions that I want to bring up that people have sent me, and just flesh this out. That's what this is. It's an investigation, trying to find out the truth, and trying to save lives. That's my intention. And uh, that's what we're going to do here today. So, Judy, did you want to do uh, a little uh, story time with with Dr. Judy before we begin? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was I was showing that um, my grandson's seventh birthday is tomorrow. And so he wanted this book for his birthday. It's called Reptiles Come Face to Face with 20 Dangerous Reptiles from the Deadly Gaboon Viper with the Longest Fangs in the World to the Venomous Gila Monster Lurking Underground. Reptiles have an extraordinary assortment of survival skills. Fangs and venom aren't these cold-blooded creatures' only weapons. Some are camouflaged to hide in plain sight. So, so we're going to teach my little grandson all about fangs and, and snake awesome. venom. Oh, man. <laughs> and he asked for this. That's so awesome. you see, the kids will know. It's a second grade, be seven years old tomorrow. So Cinco oh, de Mayo, seventh a second grader's book, because our other books, Plague of Corruption, Plague and Ending Plague, were written as sixth grade by the sixth grade science teacher Kent Heck and Lively. Uh, so uh, obviously Tony Fauci and company don't understand sixth grade science. So we have to make it second grade science. Love there it. Go. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, let, maybe we should start with Judy, your initial reaction. Um, I haven't had the opportunity or your initial reaction to Brian's bombshell about this whole snake venom aspect to everything. And he had mentioned in the interview that I did with him back that he had many conversations with you as soon as he released this Watch the Water film. And there's all kinds of opinions and criticisms and praise. And it's just a mixed bag, which is what you would expect. Uh, a lot of people seem to be very allergic to looking deeper into it and have concluded that it's complete hogwash or that there's some kind of deception going on or some kind of whatever. And then, uh, you had said, Oh, I've got to, I've got to come on and straighten some people out. And then you did a bunch of presentations and a friend of mine was there at your presentation. And he was like sending me little, little pictures of, of you on stage with some of the slides like, Oh my God, Dr. Judy's dropping bombs. You got to get her back on. And I'm like, all right. So what's your first reaction to watch the water? And then maybe where do you want to begin? I know you got some slides, but let's just kind of, what was the first reaction? Yeah, my first reaction was I wish he'd waited a week so we could have <laughs> so we could have completed our Save a Generation tour and the Crimes Against Humanities tour with with him on it because when you appreciate um, from different perspectives 
um, when you appreciate medicine and healthcare and just biology from different perspectives, you can start to break down those biases that immediately were put up when we, it's like, watch the water. Um, so I wish he hadn't said that because in fact, you know, in order for, you know, and then, and, and, and so that, that part just goes into the, I would have loved to have had this debate at these various talks because we were everywhere um, with Dr. Christiane North who knew about syncytin and syncytin and and this is the whole real you know we understand what these things are so when brian asked me all the way back in january at another um rally for that we were doing in phoenix he just simply took me aside very quietly he wasn't you know starting any kind of uh you know hailstorm or firestorm he just simply said to me um you know judy is is suramin an antidote for snake venom and i said well um of course it is brian because it's a sodium potassium atpase and then he said, <laughs> I knew he didn't know what that was. And that's why I said it that way. So he just said, would you send me the literature? So if you took it, look at the first slide I just sent you, this is the paper that I sent to him. And isn't this strange? I mean, this is the whole thing. I took those red um, lines are every section in this 20 page medicinal review paper. And, um, and then, and then the, the day it was submitted in December of 2019, ah, before there's a COVID, you know, before there's a COVID, um, you, you've got this um, paper. And then I highlighted there, sermon is an antidote. Three of many biological activities of sermon support its potential use as a protective agent. The inhibition of thrombin, you know, so that blood doesn't clot is what I'm, the inhibition of phospholipase, an, an enzyme that cuts through fats, you know, A2, the inhibition of purinergic signaling, ah, ivermectin and suramin, purines that modulate the expression of your danger associated molecular patterns and pathogen associated molecular patterns. That's what your ATP and your GTP are. They're base pairs, G protein, in our, uh, the base pairs of your DNA, purine. So here we're arguing about ceramin and ho horse pace all the way back to, you know, we've used this in the 1980s for HIV. And that's what I show you here. Table one of this 2020 review is when it's published, February of 2020, right before they called, um, you know, COVID, COVID. And 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 I'll I'll remind your audience also that last year for very specific reasonings in 2021 I went on Jason Shirk's show The Academy of the Divine and at the end of that conversation I talked about ceramin and within minutes somebody put up a fake website Dr Judy A Mikevitz ceramin from pine needle tea started selling pine needles which ceramin is a is a purinergic modulator it's it's in fats it's intercalated into the membrane. Um, that's how it works. And, and, you know, this review paper tells you everything. Well, I've known, I said that for a very specific reason, because in 2015, San Diego, 
a scientist, a research scientist, much like me, a chemist who did a lot of drug development and translational research. He saw our work at Autism One and where we showed Suramin um, and other purinergic modulation as a very valuable therapy for um, for autism associated with XMRVs. Oh, those xenotropic manufactured retroviruses, which is what SARS-CoV-2 is. It's not a coronavirus. And so he did a, a double-blind placebo-controlled study for Suramin in 2015. And it was published, great fanfare. These boys started talking again. These kids who'd never spoke, who never made eye contact. And what did Bayer Monsanto do? Bayer Monsanto took the drug away from everybody. Well, you see in table one there in 2015. And so Bayer Monsanto owns Suramin. It says right there, a triumph, a hundred years of medicinal chemistry. It doesn't come from pine needle tea. And when you splice a sentence, the way they splice that particular interview to, you know, we knew we were over the target always with ceremony and vaccine injury. So if you look at table one, oh, there you are. Viral infections, hepatitis, AIDS, HIV, um, all kinds of, of Zika virus, dengue virus, Ebola virus. Oh, how interesting, Zika. All of Tony Fauci's little pandemic experiments on the Brazilians in 2017, along with the DTP, um, you know, the deadly DTP shot. You know, we didn't throw away those vaccines once we realized the acellular, when you remove the D, the the DNA, RNA, and protein from the animal you grew the virus in, or the cell line you grew the virus in, or the agent in for all vaccines. That's what XMRVs are. Every one of our vaccines right now on the schedule is a xenotropic, um, meaning foreign, it's not in a human. It looks enough like our own syncytin gene that it could cause autoimmune, autoinflammatory, and other diseases. So right there, they're telling you in 2019, they get all loaded up. They take N-acetylcysteine away. They put hydroxychloroquine behind a pharmaceutical, um, get get a uh, a prescription for it, Plaquenil, which was over the counter. When, when Frank Rossetti heard COVID, he said, oh, that's ridiculous. My sister's been taken Plaquenil for years for her arthritis. Well, right down there is arthritis, right down there in the bottom of table one. I mean, look at this. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't put it any, any more succinct than that. And so when, when he said it's in the water, well, what else is, what else is going on? So all I did was in this PowerPoint, I'll, I'll direct you to, let's, let's go around this. Um, we'll go back to it. But slide number nine on and nine on that, and we'll move to number 10. Um, slide number nine is glyphosate. Um, and, and so our endogenous antioxidant system is glyphosate. Well, glyphosate is the major toxin. It's glycine with a phosphate group on it. And when you put glyphs, a phosphate group on the end of glycine, then you can't methylate genes. And what does that mean? The on-off switch of your endogenous God-given virome, your on-off switch is crippled. 
And so you're depleted of all of these things. And all of those vaccines have what we call naked CPGs. So that means the cytosine five prime of guanine in the base pair, that C will get methylated and that makes the gene regulatable. And everybody, everybody, everybody has ignored this for my entire career. This was the key of why HIV never did cause AIDS. And when you put all the toxins that's in all the adjuvants, the CDC as quickly as they could in 2019 at the February 27th and 8th ACIP meeting, Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, where we were down there, approved a Japanese encephalitis vaccine. Oh, there's not a case in the world and they were going to weaponize it on the military. And then they approved an adjuvant that was a naked CPG, a danger signal. Anytime unmethylated CPGs are in your blood, your body says danger, 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 warning, and it sends the signal to your immune system and it sends the fire trucks to the fire. This isn't rocket science. So you've got glyphosate in the water and glyphosate is literally depleting you of your antioxidant glutathione. That's what I showed there. Oh, so what they say in all of this is it's your endogenous problem. Autoimmunity, one day your body didn't know the difference between self and non-self. No, this is vaccine AIDS and they've known it. So, so COVID is a cover-up of, of 40 years of Fauci experiments, starting with HIV and the murder of those people. So if you look at, if you look at the, the next slide on that list, you know, Sincitin is the peptide and it's in everything. So here's the, 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 the glyphosate is in the water. The XMRVs infect through a receptor that's called a phosphate transporter. So the phosphate transporter is going to pull glyphosate into the cells like a vacuum cleaner. And it's going to pull the syncytin from the vaccines, from the animal, from the debris, from the microbes, all in their right. So, so what people started doing is, is we, we started filing religious exemptions, saying it's against my God. I'll take my natural immunity. Thank you very much. We know it works. And, and so here is Bayer Monsanto. And last October, um, I showed this, this slide at the River Family Church um, in Tampa for Pastor Rodney Howard Braun, where I taught for about for four hours a day for four days on everything I'm telling you in a few slides. Well, here is this religious exemption. And what they tell you is um, your recent requests appears based on that we use aborted fetal tissue cell lines in the in the testing research or development of covid-19 vaccine and or your belief concerning the purity of the body so we've got this extra questionnaire and the information on this questionnaire will serve to validate your understanding of fetal use in common medicines, consumer products, and in the sincerity of your professed religious belief. We'll read this. It's every single product. 
Zoloft, Tylenol, Tums, um, every single Pepto-Bismol, Preparation H. Oh, you cause bleeding. You cause, oh, with Eloquis. You know, everything on that list. And so what you're going to do is you're going to sign a piece of paper and say, and say that you're not going to use any of those products. Oh, and what's going down the drain and in the water? Oh, they use aborted fetal cell lines with syncytins from all kinds of animals, from, from fangs of snakes. They're in the water, too. And then I show you on the left-hand side two papers, enhancement and inhibition of snake venom phosphodiesterase. Oh, that's an enzyme that cuts through fats. That's what cells are. They're lipid bilayers. Your brain is a lump of fat with signaling sensors in the cells. So, and we've, we've weakened our brain with cholesterol drugs, the other biggest experiment on a human population. We've literally destroyed our cell membranes. And, and see, this is the problem. They know they've got to get these fangs, the injection into us. And then they came back with remdesivir, you know, which is loaded. The water is loaded with fluoride. They've got these microparticulates in the left-hand slide of that side and said, oh, it can be in salt. Oh, so think about salt. So you're not getting kelp. You're not getting iodine. And it's in our salt. So, you know, how many components of snake venom do you need to realize they poisoned our air, they poisoned our water, they poisoned our food. And then I just, just for fun today, I thought, you know, I took a look at remdesivir and it's got a, um, an azide like, um, it's got an azide like nitrogen in it and it mimics it mimics a um, an amino acid. So you're going to incorporate it. We call it a chain terminator in the older versions. So in this respect, it, it mimics AZT causing AIDS from the show Plandemic. It's exactly what we saw. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. And that's why nobody will look for it. Yeah, that's the paper on, Remdem okay. on remdesivir first approval. And, and this is just disgusting. It's it's absolutely disgusting. So at the same time, I, I went ahead. Yeah, that's the structure of it. That's the picture of it. And I'm looking at that, that circle on the NH2 on the right-hand side. That's that's a pure energic type compound. And then you've got those triple bonds with the nitrogen. That's like sodium azide. So I just pulled up sodium azide. Um, in, um, and it's, it's listed in our book, Ending Plague. In our last book, we talked about in the 80s when a lot of the corruption was going on at Fort Detrick with HIV AIDS, a bunch of the lab technicians and postdocs literally drank sodium azide to uncouple their, their um, respiration change, their mitochondria, make energy. It stops you from making energy so you just spin and die. So I thought, well, it'll be fun. They drank some of it. Yeah, because people, the scientists in the lab were so disgusted at, they, they, at the corruption. They were changing data in HIV to make their argument much like they're doing now. So I just looked up sodium azine in Wikipedia, and that's the, the next slide after your after that, um, that, that we have to prove our immunity before God to, to God of big pharma, which we'll never do. So sodium azide is an inorganic compound 
um, NaN3. It's a colorless salt, gas-forming component. Oh, and it's in the airbag systems. It's used for the preparation of other azide compounds. It's an ionic substance. It's highly soluble in water, and it's very acutely poisonous. Oh, and they also use it in in hospitals down there in that same Wikipedia. It's a useful probe reagent and a preservative. In hospitals and laboratories, it's a biocide. It's especially important in bulk reagents and stock solutions, which may otherwise support bacterial um, growth. Oh, so we use sodium azide in our drugs, in hospitals, in cleaning the walls, where they amplified syncytin, the synthetic one they created in SARS-CoV-2, where they amplified and produced the deadliest contagion of all time they call the COVID-19 vaccine. And oh, then they kept you from getting type 1 interferon. Because if you have that simple nasal spray that you see on um, slide six, Um, You see that they actually weaponized the COVID-19 vaccine, that infectious virus. It's an infectious virus. It's not a vaccine. It's a synthetic lipid nanoparticle that, that expresses the spike protein. That, by definition, is a virus. And they weaponized it in order to evade this system because the monkey one didn't do very well. They made the monkey virus in 2004. And they have it in the bat feces in the caves. All of these um, xenotropic MLV, cancer-related viruses, expressing only the envelope we knew in 1980. Express the envelope alone, the spike protein, and you get disease. It never was a vaccine. It gives you disease. It intended to to hack into your systems, but our God-given immunity won't let you unless it has a Bang. Because if we use if we use this Paximune, which is in right there in our Get Healthy store, it's a nasal spray. You won't test positive. You degrade sequences before they ever get into your blood and become particles. The sequences aren't that. So the FDA, forty years ago, stopped Joe Cummins from giving this to animals to prevent zoonosis. Oh, so our animals are sick. Our animals are loaded with vaccines. Our animals are eating toxic plants in the soil and soil loaded with glyphosate. Oh, so how's that going to work out for your food chain? And, and, um, and, and, and so this is 1980 interferon, the big if for cancer. And if they'd allowed us to use it safely, then and there, it could have cured, it could have stopped the AIDS pandemic. It could have stopped Zika along with using low, low dose. Suramin has a half-life of 60 days. That means it stays in your blood for 60 days. They used it at way too high a dose at the wrong time. Oh, does it sound like AZT and remdesivir? All you have to do is go look at the playbook. And all Brian did was go Google search a couple of things, PubMed it, and it's all right there. They've been working on it for 20 years. So COVID-19 was we, the royal we, caught them. Dell Bigtree, Informed Consent Action Network, Aaron Siri, Vax the Movie, 1980. 
1986, the act, the movie, Vax 2, The People's Truth, where more and more of these, you see the injury, the most susceptible get it first. So what does the government do? Say, oh, let's just give the most susceptible. Let's give the hospital workers like me. Oh, wait a minute. You gave me XMRV. I had Omicron in 2010. And I can prove it because what's the last chapter the dead man's trigger in plague of corruption oh we handed them four decades of samples they thought they locked down my lab they thought they got everything they thought there were people who didn't have a pair of kahunas who wouldn't stand up and and keep there they thought that they could take down honest scientists and god-fearing people and and it didn't win they, it didn't work so, you know, fine, you can call me anything you want. I might well be crazy, but every word of these four box, the, these four books is true. The truth about the mass, the plague of corruption, um, ending plague, and the plague, which is the science of everything I told you. This came out in 2014. We and this is the paperback. It was 17. The hardback was 14. So this has the new front material where it said Tony Fauci did all of this. Tony Fauci is the one that put the felony fugitive from justice warrant at Fort Detrick. So I couldn't go in and do the experiments and see this in sitting with my own eyes under the microscope to isolate the virus from the sick. And if you look at slide number two or slide number five. You see syncytin formation, and, and that's my pen. This is what syncytia are, virus envelope fused cells. Because if those danger-associated molecular patterns or those pathogen-associated molecular patterns, ATP and GTP, end up in the blood, the alarm bells go on. So you form these multinucleated giant cells so that the RNA of the virus passes directly through and they're not exposed and they hide from the immune system. That's my pen in 2006 where I showed the same disease signature. So if you um, of of XMRVs. And then if you go back to slide number four and slide number three, more importantly, what slide number three is, this one right here, yep, is a metagenomic analysis in 2011, October, this was submitted to Journal of Virology. I was fired in my lab lockdown on, on September 29th. And they like to twist the dates and they like to twist the reasoning. And you could see how they changed all the data when they did their little fact checking. Well, at the bottom, this is just showing you how many viruses are in the bat feces. Insectivorous bats in China. In this cave, 2011, it published is in early 2012. And all the way at the bottom of the left, it says retroviruses. Oh, and it says Maloney murine leukemia virus. And then it says caprine. Oh, caprine, that would be sheep. Oh, wouldn't that be mad cow disease when you put the components in? And the most important thing is the supplemental data, which nobody ever sees in a paper because nobody knows how to read these papers. Go to the next slide. And this is the problem. We've educated people away. So you never, you know, a chiropractor's training isn't this. You're just told to look at it. In bat shit in China, 
There's XMRVVP62, an infectious synthetic molecular clone. How did it get in bat shit in 2011? Because Tony Fauci shipped it from Fort Detrick in the cell line called Vero E6. Vero monkey kidney cells continuously growing. It doesn't release and escape. It goes into the water. It goes into the lab technicians. It goes into the doctors and nurses. It goes into all of us. I zero converted. I made antibodies to Omicron in 2010. But wait a minute, we didn't have Omicron in 2010. So yeah, yeah, we did. And it was all right there in 2011. It's in the bat caves in 2011. It's in the bat shit. You think it's going in the water, folks? Of course it is. They weaponized this and they knew exactly what they were doing. So that you can laugh. I mean, I'm glad Brian said it now because I wasn't real happy a couple of weeks ago because... I had enough work to do and I didn't need to go find out more disgusting insights into what they've been planning all along and 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 how they shut it down. And and they just tell you their playbook. You know, they tell you their playbook and we're all that stupid that we all just sit here. Yes, they the water is poison. And and I was with um and I wish um I was with Dr. Ryan Cole on the Save a Generation tour in Florida, and and he showed there that the CDC has not tested the water or um people or anything to analyze the water since they started the mass vaccination where they injected the deadliest virus of all times called COVID-19 vaccine. They knew exactly what they were doing because they needed a little cofactors to poke holes in your stomach, glyphosate. All you need is glyphosate. You don't even need to talk about cyanide. You don't even need to talk about airbags or microparticulates or those deadly masks that crippled your glutathione production. This this is a war against humanity. And what's their big problem right now? Na, 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 na. They can't hack the code. Why? Because the only way to hack the code is to inject it. The snake needs fangs. Those snakes have been in the water for a really long time. And we know the Sinsitans there. And we have our own God-given immune protector called human endogenous retrovirus W. Oh, that's our own Sinsitan. And it's expressed at low levels all the time to say this is self and that's not me. And so what? Why? why can't they hack the genetic code? Oh, because of that little thing called a blastocyst. When the XY chromosomes get together or XX from mom and dad, and obviously the Supreme Court justice doesn't want you to know that she doesn't know biology because it really matters why. Because once the gametes, the cells get together and the embryo is fertilized, all of the DNA methylation, all of the on-off switches on your endogenous virome that's 8% of your genome, they all strip off and then you divide to 64 cells. 64 cells, two to two to the sixth power. I think that's 64. I'm not real good at math. But that's when you have the blastocyst with the placenta, your syncytin genes full on, and, and it's the Velcro that holds the fertilized embryo into the uterine cell wall. 
And so what happens after that is you reset the methylation patterns, turn them all back on according to orchestrated patterns as every organ system is developing with its own immune system. Every chromosome on our body has at least one copy of HERV-W. And some of the most important chromosomes where most of the immune things is, have 10 or 11 copies. And it's in the papers in the rest of that slideshow. So the point and point is, think about in vitro fertilization. What can't they do? They have to do the fertilization in a laboratory where they're all getting contaminated. They're all getting contaminated um, with animal viruses that are in our laboratories. They're all, these cell lines have been there since the 60s, you know, since the 60s. And they said, somehow that's God turning it into good because we poisoned you for 40 years. No, it's not. And so we use it in all our products. Like we know, we use it in all our products. The, the aborted fetal cell lines, WI38, um, human embryonic kidneys, MRC5. There are lots of them. There's some retinal cell lines. There's a lot of good fun because what do we do? The kidney cells eliminate the toxins and viruses when you degrade them by your immune system into sequences. And those sequences, again, go through these channels, sodium channels, phosphate channels, gaseous channels, cannabinoid receptors in your membrane. Just keep them out of there and you're just fine. So they knew, they knew exactly what they were doing. And we know we know how to fix it. So all you don't have to do, what can't they do? Oh, wait a minute. When they do in vitro fertilization at 64 cell division, they have to implant the embryo in the uterine cell wall in a living woman, not a man, in a living woman embryo. I'm just telling you basic biology, folks. It's it's second grade. It's, it's second grade. Um, and, uh, and, and they want us to believe we evolved from monkeys and we did not. We are not our code. They can't hack the code. Have we ever gotten an identical twin in in, in vitro for, uh, fertilization? No, you have not. Because I am an identical twin. And that happens at the blastocyst at 64 cells. 64 cells. And all that's different between me and Julie is epigenetics. And they call me the dark lady of DNA methylation because, <laughs> boy, it's tough. It's tough work. Dark lady of DNA was the lady that discovered the triple helix and those criminals, Watson and Crick, those eugenicists stole that from, um, from her. But uh, Rosalind Franklin is the dark lady of DNA. And there was a book called that. It's fascinating for your kids to read. I'm going to get it for the kids. <laughs> And they grow up a little bit more. I always give it to the girls because it's all about the women and the women are stronger than the men. That why thing is gone right after they strip the methylation. It's all mom. It's all methylation. Why is it so critically important? Oh, we give hepatitis B vaccine loaded with aluminum, loaded with naked CPGs that, that destroy your methylation. We give it on the first day of life. Why? because you, your, your methylation pattern resets when you're born. Julie and I were the same until we were born. Now we're epigenetically different. And it's all, and so you'll never know what those kids are who you gave that hepatitis B. You won't know what the reset is. It will depend on how much pollution is in their world, how severely injured it is, and it's not your genetics. 
It's the epigenetics. It's on top of the genes. It's how you regulate your environment to know what is dangerous and what is not. So none of this, none of this um, is anything other than criminal and they know exactly the eugenics they're doing. And that's why they're trying to get as many people injected as possible, but they still God still wins because if we stop injecting today, we stop ingesting their poison, we clean up our water, we clean up our air, we put Stephanie Seneff as the head of the FDA and, and Dr. David Lewis who wrote Science for Sale and showed the criminal fraud in the environmental protection. You know, oh yeah, that agency is all about protecting themselves and they've loaded these microplastic particulates into our water. Our fish are sick. They're loaded with mercury mercury. We can't get healthy fats. And all you have to do is just read. It just took a half hour to show you all of this in, in all of those slides. And I, I could keep going all day long and I just got disgusted and stopped. <laughs> wow. 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 That is, I'm going to have to watch that back. So many, there's so many points in there. Brian, responding to any of that, uh, give me your first take and then I have a few questions. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been super excited. Uh, just a couple things, a couple thoughts right off the bat. I pulled Judy aside uh, at that event in Arizona back in January. And remember, I just started looking into this, this aspect of venom related to COVID-19 that I'd never, ever even conceived until I got a text from Dr. Richard Bartlett uh, about monoclonal antibodies being anti-venom and trusting those at some point if I got bit by a snake. And I was like, what? Why do monoclonal antibodies work to COVID if they work for venom? That's weird. Only to look back and see that from my high view, not my chemical lab view like judy's got in all of her career history it was this very above the earth view my very naive view was very minimal and dr richard bartlett talks about it. he's like if it was anybody else you would have never gotten here you would have never looked at this it went just like this well if anti-venom works towards uh, or if anti-venom which can be monoclonal antibodies work to venom why is it working so well against covid like it, it just didn't make any sense to me I haven't heard anything in relationship to venom and COVID this whole time. All I hear about is bats and coronaviruses and rest. And I'm like, is there any, any relevance to the fact that these might be working because there's any reference in the past, in the beginning of the pandemic, that there was any relationship to snake venom or the spike protein or SARS-CoV-2 having any connection to venom? And I couldn't believe what I was reading, that cobra toxin, bungarotoxin, where actually these amino acids found to be most identical to the spike protein in Ch by Chinese science researchers and French science in April of 2020. When I started looking into this, I was like, oh my God, is it possible? When I was getting around to what has the CDC, FDA and, uh, and doing with products that they've been bastardizing, not allowing doctors to use, not promoting in the way of COVID-19 early treatment, hydrochloroquine, ivermectin, zinc, NAC, corticosteroids, budesonide, all of them actually have a respected research-backed finding that they actually have an inhibitory effect to venoms. And I couldn't believe it. And this is not a joke. I went like this. Well, what other antidotes are there to venom? I couldn't believe that 100 years of serum and research papers, the first thing that popped up that she just pulled up. And I went like this. <gasps> Wait a minute. And this is the whole reason why I grabbed Judy and I was so excited to talk to her. I was like, I can't wait to get to Judy Mikovits because this 100 years of sermon, I've never even heard of sermon until Judy brought it up in the Mickey Willis interview on Plandemic and then with uh, uh, Shurka on his, yeah. his podcast. And so it was really this simple for me. 
as I'm reading that 100 years of sermon, and I have to point this out because I will stay on this second grade level, unlike Judy, who's like the Scrabble master I would never beat with her terminology and chemistry. I've already told her that I would never win a Scrabble with this woman. When I looked at this sermon article, I couldn't believe it. The words out of Judy Mikovits's mouth in these interviews was, they already have an antidote. The antidote is sermon. And I remember thinking, what in the world sermon? Well, when I found this research article, when I started going through everything that sermon is effective against, it mentions anti-parasitic, it mentions antiviral properties, but it actually has a section titled, which she showed, it's called sermon as an antidote. Now, you have to stay with me because Judy used the word, they already have an antidote, and it's sermon. When you go to that 100 years of sermon, there's only one whole section that's titled sermon as an antidote by word, and it's all about an antidote to snake venom. And I was like, uh, I got to talk to Judy. So I pulled Judy quietly into this chapel, me, her, and my wife, Jane. I was like, Judy, what do you know about sermon? I don't know in relationship to snake venom. And she was like, I don't know a lot about snake venom. <laughs> I was like, but you knew it was an antidote. So I want you to look here. When she pulled this up here a minute ago, I love this about Judy. I love it. This sermon as an antidote section, she highlighted that there's three many, there's three of the many biological activities of sermon, the highlighted part, support its potential use as a protective agent. The inhibition of thrombin, which is in this section, they talk about the impact of venoms, various venoms from snakes with thrombin. And the coagulation factor, and we see that with SARS-CoV-2, this blood clotting factor. And then they talk about sermon right. as an antidote in this section about snake venom and its ability to inhibit phospholipase A2. My concerns became very, very prevalent around this one enzyme called phospholipase A2. When they looked in the blood of patients from two different hospitals, the University of Arizona took 300 blood samples of people who died from COVID-19 last summer. 2021. And they found a massive elevation in an enzyme called phospholipase A2 that you see right there. It actually says sermon inhibits phospholipase A2. In the article from the University of Arizona, they said, when we looked at the amount of phospholipase A2 in these COVID-19 dead patients, they said it was like looking at venom coursing through the body of these patients. Because this enzyme, it says in the subtitle, is found in rattlesnake venom. Now, when I went into the research study by the University of Arizona, they actually mentioned in the article that phospholipase A2 that is mentioned there, sermon is an antidote to, phospholipase A2, it actually declares in the article, was originally ever discovered in king cobra venom. Now, cobra toxin was actually the second closest genetically sourced uh, spike protein source for SARS-CoV-2 per the Chinese scientist and the French scientist early in 2020. Not bats. It was crate snakes and then Chinese king cobra. You have to say, my brain was like swirling around this. I was like, oh my God, is there really this connection to snake venom? Is it possible? Is this why they're saying this? And then my very next thought was this, Judy. What did all 300 of these patients have in common that died in hospitals from COVID-19? That would look like venom coursing through their body. Do you know what they all had pumped into their veins? for the nine to 10 days before they died. One drug Anthony Fauci's been promoting from Gilead Sciences called remdesivir. Imagine my shock to find out that the components in remdesivir mimic and look identical to venom peptides found inside of a Brazilian serpent, viper. And I'm like, 
what if they're just pumping this stuff right into the people's veins? They know how to synthetically make these things. They've been doing it for years. And it was just this horrible feeling that, uh, and I have to tell you, Judy, this is amazing to me. When you read, when I was reading this study, I'd already had memorized just about the emergency use authorization from January of 2022 on remdesivir in that 42 page document from the FDA. It says right now, remdesivir is now the only authorized drug to treat all newborns with COVID-19. We can inject it in their veins for three days. And I was like, no, 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 no. Well, in that 42 page article, it says, Judy, and you can explain this from a chemical standpoint. It actually only states one other drug in the entire 42 pages. It says when you administer remdesivir, you cannot co-administer hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine agents with remdesivir. It says it's an antagonist to the antiviral properties. Well, imagine my simplistic view. You can probably explain it way better from your chemical understanding with remdesivir and its components. I was looking at it like, oh my God, it almost reads like it's phospholipase A2 from Venom. It reads like cobra toxin, actually. It's effects on prothrombin, which increased prothrombin time is a side effect of remdesivir and cobra toxin, which is wild. It thins the blood and doesn't allow it to clot. So you get hemorrhaging in the body. Well, if hydroxychloroquine, they said in the EUA, is antagonistic to the antiviral properties of remdesivir, and what they're finding in the people dying, being pumped full of remdesivir, is this venom-looking enzyme that looks like venom flowing through the veins of COVID-19 patients. You, Judy, could do better than me. However, I already looked it up. That since 1993, they have found that hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine as anti-malarials by themselves are 50% inhibitory to all neurotoxic, blood toxic, and cytotoxic effects of venoms from snakes. And I was like, uh... Are they just telling you not to use hydroxychloroquine because it inhibits the terrible side effects of these enzymes found in venom of snakes? And you could probably explain from your understanding of hydroxychloroquine from a chemical standpoint and what you know about remdesivir, why it would be so essential that the FDA and NIH continue to say you cannot trust hydroxychloroquine whatsoever or chloroquine anti-malarials. Uh, it was very simplistic for me was, well, it's looking very clear to me that this detrimental toxic effect of SARS-CoV-2 or the drug therapies for SARS-CoV-2 called remdesivir, there is this inhibitory effect of hydroxychloroquine. And you could probably speak better to that, but it was very, very clear to me they've known that it has a very inhibitory effect to venoms. Yeah. And it's, it's actually, you're, you've said it the best because they know exactly what they're doing because hydroxychloroquine, the publication was, this is an oral booster. Um, in 2005 during the, uh, you know, and they knew that it Kobe was, one. It was, it was phenomenal. Right. Well, SARS-CoV-1 is a, is a coronavirus, but SARS-CoV-2 is a retrovirus, pararetrovirus. It's part HIV, part XMRV, the syncytin, and then the SARS. And that's what the second slide on this paper shows you. They made the monkey one in 2000 and they injected it in polio vaccines, those Vero monkey kidney cells. They've been doing that since 2004. Four and um, in the most vulnerable in our population, and it didn't hurt them until we weaponized it in that shot. You know, only the sickest people. If you don't evade the innate immune response, yeah, there it is. You you made it. You pseudotyped it. That means, hey, it didn't work very well. So we had to put that little MLV leukemia virus thing there, and they had to put they had to put the human immune deficiency, not the simian immune deficiency. So you don't really need the drugs. We just knew hydroxychloroquine 
um, and it's in our book, Plague of Corruption. How did Dr. John, who was the head of the team, the Christian missionary team that went to Liberia to stop the Ebola outbreak, the deadly Ebola outbreak of 2014? Oh, 2014, that's when that, you know, that's when William Thompson confessed. I mean, you can't make this stuff up and you don't even need to talk about the chemistry. Oh, yeah. So Tony Fauci releases a little problem on the black people in Sierra Leone, those um, and and by way of Christian missionaries in, in Bill Gates vaccine programs. And remember at the beginning of COVID, get a polio shot. Sure, folks, because then you can cover it up. No seum of Ralph Barrett. Well, you can't cover it up because the data never lie. The electron micrographs, the 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 receptors, the data never lie, just like um, the clinical responses are exactly what we can explain at the molecular level. So Dr. John seeing everybody, it's very clear their Ebola is contagious. It's very clear. It doesn't get to you by blood and body fluids. So what does he do? Oh, he took the doctor who was doing all the spraying and the Clorox and in all their zoot suits, and he recognized that he'd probably been exposed. And so he gave them an anti-malarial hydroxychloroquine. Why? Because they were endemic in a region of malaria and you just want to steer your immune system back to the front. So prayed for him and gave him saline. Infuse him with saline. Stop the dehydration. What are they doing in these hospitals? Dehydrating them. Making our blood thicker so we can't get the, the oxygen to our brain. You know, snakes have nanobodies like camels have nanobodies. That means it's only the little tip that that goes through thick blood. So we've been using camel hump fat in the autistic community as a carrier for cannabinoids and minerals and ivermectin. We got a really great one you can put on your skin and it doesn't matter how much you've been injected. See, because a smart chemist and in, in, will take, take, take advantage of God's nature and God's given us everything we need and all we need to do is turn away from scientism and we'll all be just fine. So even people who have taken the shot and that's where we were going on the Save a Generation tour. We could save a generation, but the people have to, tr- have to end the censorship and and get rid of these people at every level of this cabal. It's the FDA, it's the CDC, it's the EPA, um, you know, and on and on. And, and the entire NIH and the journals have to be revamped. They're commercials, they're, they're criminal fraud. And so it's not the doctor's fault that they're practicing based on no knowledge. They get a half day of vaccines in, in medical school and they get a half day of drugs in medical school. And all you're told is to use this drug in this, and, and they're using the wrong drug. And unless you know that, wrong drugs. That's why they have those black label warnings. Oh, that's why that's why cannabinoids are anti-snake venom. Why? Because they upregulate, they turn down the receptors, they stop the dimmer surge. They're the dimmer switch on inflammation. It's the burning out of your tissue, the inflammation that's killing you. The mask, it's HIF1-alpha, hypoxia-inducible factor 1-alpha. They created this illusion, this disease, and they told you they were going to do it in pandemic indoctrination. And many of these doctors, um, and and I'll just say, you know, I, I, a shout out to Mickey Willis and thank God for Mickey Willis because he's bringing these doctors in and interviewing them for pandemic three, really heroes like Peter McCullough, Robert Malone, Pierre Corey, bringing them in and sitting them down in the chair and saying, now watch this movie, you know, because you, they won't watch it. Have you ever seen pandemic? No. And what are you talking mm-hmm. about? 
What are you really talking about if you don't know? Are you just going to say this person's bad because somebody said they're bad? Or are you going to go look at the data? Are you going to go look at the proof that that film shows you? The David Martin part that was released on August 18th of 2020 shows you, you know, pandemic. Why did this book, this is like prophecy. How, how did we know there was a COVID? When Mickey Willis interviewed me, it was 2019 in the summer. Maybe March, maybe May, the book was in press. You know, I didn't know what a dead man's trigger was, so I had to learn. Oh, maybe there's one last story I should tap. I ended this book on the way forward, on the way forward. And then I showed Bobby Kennedy. He said, there's something missing, Judy, because it was supposed to be published in November. And I was worried because I knew I could see when the government pulled it out of the computer. You could see it. You know, we, I always pepper them. I always, I, I tell them them what I'm going to tell them. And I tell them and I show them and I wait for them to come up with a, they did it with, you know, all of this. It's just, you know, you, you know, they're going to say something. So when, when they did it to Sermon in 2015 and Bayer Monsanto gave us that religious exemption, you know, we know what they're doing. So all we have to do, we, the people is stop honor our constitution, take back our governments, take back our world, take back our, our God-given natural immunity, and you can have it back. All you have to do, they, they wrote it in the paper. Oh, well, if your beliefs have to do with the purity of the body, you know, that one that, that um, Yuval Noah Harari says we're hackable. No, we're not. You can't do in, you can't do the last step of in vitro fertilization. We're not our DNA. We're our chromosomes. And at the heart of the expression of our chromosomes and our proteins is, is an insulation system that's literally 97% our DNA is protection against snake venoms, no matter how far they go back in the world. And all we got to do is protect our brain from the snake. Turn off the poison is the media. They did event 201. He showed you the patents. We show you the paper. I, I All I did when, when Brian said phospholipine, Phospholipase A2 was I went to phospholipase A. I'll kick in on my computer without the internet. PLA2. And I came up with about 40 papers doing this a long time. And one of them was structural and pharmacological features of phospholipases A2 from snake venoms. So they, they characterized them all and they changed the, the amino acids. They changed the codons, the base pairs, so that they could make it the most deadly. And it's just, it's, it's simply putting them together. But if you don't allow your genes to be expressed in that deadly mRNA or those deadly gene therapies to integrate. You've got all you need in your immunity. and We can protect the most compromised with hydroxychloroquine, with ivermectin, with other purinergic modulations. The paper I always show about purines is the, a, a 2016 Nature Review Immunology. 2016, you've got to know the dates. This one was 2009. So 2009 was when they gave you that deadly H1N1 that they gave the college students and made everybody sick in 2009. So you could follow Tony Fauci's experimentation. He gave those to the athletes. So you, so you could see, we could take the brightest and the strongest, the best and the brightest and, and trash them. Then we know it. And But my, but my nephew, my identical twin sis, son, got very sick from, from that shot. But he's a swimmer. He's an athlete. He's a coach, and he eats good, and he listens to Aunt Judy, um, and 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 he's just fine. 
Yeah, he got injured, but we can heal this. We can heal every one of them, but never get another shot. Don't drink their toxic water. Don't eat their toxic products. Get a filter. An AquaTrue is one of the best, but there are others. Kangen and other kinds of water machines. You can go get 5G support because all of them are weighing into this inflammatory storm where you've lost the dimmer switch, where our food is no longer nutritious. They're not supplements. They're food, their amino acids, minerals, the water, the soil, and they know exactly what they're doing. And they, they made fun of me in indoctrination, right? What did I say? Oh, you could walk on the soil, on the sand and get a booster from those sequences. Yeah. And your immunity would be awake and say, yeah, there's a little bit of snake venom there in the sand. And what did Mayor Garcetti here in Los Angeles say? Oh, he said, oh, well, we closed the beaches, but now you can walk on the wet sand, but you can't walk on the dry sand. <laughs> it's just like, how stupid are we really? Well, again, my husband's really clever. So he said, don't worry about that. They closed the bathrooms. I'll pee all the way to the ocean. You know, of course, the hospital drains where the worst of the, the there's spike protein. There's that synthetic virus all over the hospitals. That's what Dr. Ryan Cole is showing you at these events. He's showing you they persist in dead people, months. That synthetic RNA that they're making doesn't even break down. We've got proof, literal proof in autopsies that the, that the unvaccinated are not unclean and they're not spreading anything. If you're on hydroxychloroquine and you're on ivermectin, you'd have the kidney damage from remdesivir. You don't have the, you know, they don't get it in you otherwise. And we learned from Bobby Kennedy's book, The Real Anthony Fauci, they, how, how these companies, Genentech, so they, they were frustrated with Brian because he didn't know how to pronounce these companies. Well, he doesn't work with drug companies. I do. And Gilead and Genentech came after me in 2009. Oh, that's when our paper came out. That's what when we showed that we isolated many of these syncytin cancer-causing spike proteins. Oh, and they just happened to be in the bat caves in 2011. Yeah, they spent their little murder program, but we got them now. And all around and say, no more. I'm done with you. We're taking back our country. We don't bow to the God of big pharma, the naturally immune aren't spreading disease. You won't round them up and inject them. You won't round them up and put masks on us. Uh-uh. Not happening on my watch. You know, and, and that's, it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe they need a little wake up call, folks. Do you believe it yet? Do you believe there's snake venom? Do you believe there's, do you believe there's cyanide and sodium azide? Oh, they're in your bags, in your car, and in the drains, in the hospital, because they use these as bacteria so that the, the drugs don't grow bacteria. They have antibiotics, antimycotics. They inject all of these in every single shot, every single shot. Not one vaccine since all liability was removed. Number one meets the legal definition of a vaccine. And, and the reason I say that, they've never done a safety study. They've never done a test. Number two, they cause disease. Look at all the diseases they're causing. And they're made in synthetic manufacturing plant, animal and human cell lines, all of which contain syncytin, the major peptide of snake venom. It's not rocket wow. science. It's simple. Incredible. And it's all here, folks. 
I, de- I described the book <laughs> all life. Tony Fauci knew what he was doing. And President Obama knew what he was doing to read the book in the biblical sense by Kenton Amber Brantley, Call for Life. They were the missionaries that went over there. Dr. John, their boss, what did he do? Over him, alien infusions, let a strong man's immune system fight it. And they they stopped Tony Fauci's little pandemic that would have been Ebola in 2014, killing 21,000 innocent Liberians. We don't hear and talk science. We need to sit here and talk crimes against humanity. And prosecution. Oh, yeah. Justice. Let's do it. I'm in. Whatever you guys need. You need some night raid guys or something. I'll I'll go and grab that bastard myself. Um, All all they have to do is stop. All we have to do, we people control it. Don't take it. Don't go. You're not afraid of anything. Look at me. I've had Ebola. I I zero converted to Omicron. You name it, HIV, everything. I'm just fine. I made that cell line. Vero E6. Look how healthy I am. I'm fine. And so is my identical twin, who's a military wife. And they're the most heavily vaccinated, just like that nephew. And we can recover and we can store, restore our faith in the promise of science. But it's the promise of science. And we don't believe in scientism. Tony Fauci is not science. That's scientism. That's not God. That's not religion. And it's not science. It's a cult, Judy. I've been saying this. I created a whole series, which you're in, by the way. Uh, I'll have to send you the, the bits of it. But I just did a chapter seven of Cult of the Medics. Um, and I put a clip of our first interview that we did of you talking about the masks, talking about the AIDS. Cause remember we were talking about how, isn't it coincidental that all of a sudden after the vaccine release, they're telling everybody to go get tested for AIDS. There's like national testing day. They're hitting it hard here in Canada with that. It's like, everybody well, has to stop. Like, right. And that's, that, that's what they expose. No the, test. They're, they're following their experiment. No cholesterol tests, no mammograms, no nothing. They're just following their experiment. And you're playing right right into their hand. They're playing you. And it's up to you to figure it out and say, "Uh uh-uh, no more. I'm done with you. You lied to me once. You'll never lie to me again. And that's how I worked in my world. The minute you lied or held any data from me, you were gone. You were fired right away. That's what happened to Lombardi. Oh, and Fauci funded him. You don't don't cheat in my world. The minute you, you cheat in my world, you're gone. And, and that's what that's, that's Frank Rossetti's. No, you're fired. You're done. You're, you're yeah. done. So, so, you know, to, uh, this Tony Fauci paid all the criminals off. Fine. It's okay with me. Cause I know there's a God and I know he's an old man. So judgment's coming real soon and eternity's a really long time. I don't need, I don't need anything other than that knowledge. And I'm just fine. That's one. Well, that shows people that what we're trying to do here is a save lives and B that there is a, there is hope, even if you did fall for the propaganda and got sucked into it. And I I don't even blame anybody, even though it does get frustrating, right? We've all experienced it, but I don't blame anybody. They're up against a very sophisticated, well-planned, well-funded, very experienced propaganda system. It's a, it's a multi-pronged attack that we've been hit with. And that's what people need to understand here. And, um, and so one thing you said, Judy, that really pinged my memory was when I interviewed David Martin uh, back in October of 2020, and I'm really hoping he'll come back again because I'd love to pick his brain on, on this, is he brought up SARS and he said, listen to what I'm saying to you. He was very adamant. Like, I bet you if I was in the room, he would have grabbed me by the shoulders and been, listen to what I'm saying to you. 
SARS did not exist on this planet until they started playing around with these, this type of research. Um, and that, that was a direct consequence of that research. And so that would, and, and I remember thinking about the, the SARS outbreak, then the H1N1 and the swine flu, that those seemed to me like mock tests for the COVID pandemic was they were releasing these things out there, the cover up as you've shown, but then also getting the public used to public health coming in to sort of take over the reins of government and bypass all of your human rights codes to help stop a deadly flu virus. And they kind of did little soft approaches. And then this pandemic was like, all right, they were going for clearly all the marbles with this one. What do you say about that with the SARS, the evolution of it? And maybe you can add some more to what Mar David Martin was saying. Oh, yeah. Paper in the beginning. It's exactly. Sorry, Judy, to pause you. Sorry to pause you. You're, uh, your, con your connection got really choppy there for a sec. It's kind of it's kind of hard to hear you. Yeah. Glad tidings, um, vax, uh, vaccine, and David told me to get the code chromosome. He looked right at me. The chromosome. We have a solution. Oh, sorry about that, folks. Judy just cut out all of a sudden. I'm watching her internet. Brian, you can still hear me, right? Yeah. Maybe they're bombing us or something. I don't know. I, I just all of a sudden Judy's connection. Judy's involved or I'm involved. Lots of technical difficulties. It's fine. It's weird how certain guests I have are the only ones that have problems with the internet. And yet she had a good one. I can actually see the signal. So hopefully, yeah, there we go. She's coming back in. Let's hopefully it refreshed. Hey, Judy, sorry about that. Can you hear us okay? Yeah. It's okay. okay. I, I, I we're frozen. I was doing yeah. this and, and you weren't. <laughs> Something was weird. I saw David your Martin signal. So go ahead. David Martin told me it was all, all about the zone a year ago when I met him in May at City. Go watch that conference from May. I think it was May 21st through. So, um, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Carrie Madej, they're there. Were they there? can't break code know it trying to make us all hate each other and make ourselves sick and then blame somebody else because our own responsibility you know a mask is deadly you do not two breaths out you've got 0.4 percent co2 carbon dioxide going percent going out as as I, um, as I say, we're not plants. We don't do photosynthesis. You've got 21.9% oxygen going in then and 16 points something odd percent going out. 5% oxygen. That's how we make energy. You cannot put on a mask. Two breaths and you turn on hypoxia, lack of oxygen. Factor one alpha, a blowtorch on cancer. These crimes have to end, and they have to now. The only way to end is you take personal responsibility. Stop 
BS, you know, about the mask. They weaponized this. They told you exactly how they were going to do it. They gave you the playbook. Watch the movies. 1986, the act, where you can get it at 1986theact.com. Um, it's all vaccine injury compensation program. And one of the most important things about it is in 2011, a decision called Bruschewitz, and I was working in that court from 15 to 19, and I saw the worst things I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen a lot by 2015. Where, when were, when was the vaccine compensation program liable? That's it. When, when did all liability return? If you could make a vaccine safer and you don't do it. So when our, when our paper came out in 2009, showing it effect, transmissed XMRB, and that they were components biologicals, a contaminant supply, and vaccines, that they were all part of it, it should have all stopped then. And what they did was they accelerated their little problem and they, they so they, they crucial its decision, just stripped all of vaccine court in 2011. They locked me down, silenced me from 2011 to 15, thought they got every piece of paper and every computer file out of our office for 40 years, and then just they canceled me. And then in those five years, they just cre recreated the scientific literature. And that's why you look at the dates on papers. And, and that's what we'll be presenting in great detail at the Crimes Against Humanities Tour. Um, we're in Chicago, May 8th. We're in Phoenix the next Sunday. Um, we're in Houston shortly after that. So we, with Reiner Fulmish, with Pat Wood, who does technocracy. This is when scientism started, 1938. You know, let that the march towards. And 1938 was the year they took cannabis out of our food supply, the best heavy metal detoxifier, the best detoxifier for the contaminated soils. They had to do that in order to fully cripple our immune systems. And, and again, you can walk through all this. You can see um, all of the stops on our tour on therealdrjudy.com. And I'm giving great detail. And in fact, hopefully I'll get it there because there was a documentary made. We have a clip from it where um, Criminal John Coffin and criminal Ian Lipkin actually admit what they did in the corruption of the doctor's fault. John Coffin reviewed that science, wrote the accompanying article along with a guy from UK at Welcome Trust. You can follow all of this. It's all detailed in our books. Not a word has ever been said that was a true fact check. Every even biographies on the internet, like that fake Dr. Judy A. Mike of its telecom telegram account that they started, you know, uh within hours of when they martyred my husband. Oh, they killed him and called it COVID. Uh, but God, oh yeah. And he had his hydroxychloroquine and he had his, his ivermectin. And we got, we got a, um, 
autopsy five days after criminal public health director Robert Levin here in Ventura coming after you, um, criminal. And oh, and Tony Fauci and Gavin Newsom, who we filed, David and I, my husband and I filed lawsuits against. Oh, little problem there, right? Little affidavit saying you can't put somebody with COPD or cancer in a mask or Barrett's esophagus, a precancerous condition, and you knew we were immune. I know the exact day I zero converted to Omicron. Want to find out? Because I hold the patent or did at one time. Yeah, it's all there for the variants of all the XMRVs that are in all our products. It's all there. And they, and they canceled it. The FBI, the Ninth Circuit Court of Nevada has had an hours long tape and every piece of data in our books, every single interview as a court case since May of 2014. We wouldn't have a COVID if Obama hadn't been president. Well, you know, I'm just saying they, they perpetrated these crimes against humanity and we're going after them. And they can't ever say a word. About, I might be ugly. I might be insane. I might be a drunk. All of those things might be true. But science is science. It's not scientism. It's data. And that's why I always show you a paper. That's why I show you the mechanism because it has nothing to do. I don't, I, I'm, we've got to stop using this language. I have EBV. I have HIV. I have, no, you don't. We have an immune system. You have COVID. You have vaccine injury, which is what COVID is. A murder and cover-up of 40 years of vaccine injuries. Cremate them all so that you can't tell what caused it. Well, you can't cremate them all because we happen to have saved all of those samples and handed them to the FBI in May of 2014. And they did nothing in the Ninth Circuit Court to the Attorney General, the Assistant Attorney General to every level of the NIH, just like we did that summer. Our paper was in press in 2009. They knew everything. They planned everything. They planned to cover it all up and kill us all. They just didn't count on God um, and, and God-fearing people who would not disobey the one and only God. And it's not Tony Fauci. So many bombs here, Judy. This is incredible. Brian, uh, any anything you want to throw in that she's been talking about? Because I'm trying to think about the whole, how do we, because I'm sitting here as a podcaster, researcher, just trying to put it all together and keep everybody from biting each other's heads off over what they think it is. How do we bring everybody together here? Because you've got these camps. I know I, I, know I asked you this before, Brian, but either of you, please weigh in. Way I see it, we've got the people that are coming from the, there is no such thing as viruses and contagion of any kind. Uh, camp, right? And then there's the people that come from, it's exactly like what they said. It's a, it's bats from Wuhan. It's a respiratory virus. Um, and that they still, you know, they believe the government was lying about a lot of it and statistical fraud, et cetera. Um, and then of course you have the mainstream normies who still just believe whatever the CNN news network or whatever is saying, how do we, how do we heal these divides and bring all of these different camps together? Because if we're all fighting with each other, how can we all come together the way this evil is coming together? At least they might chew each other behind the scenes, but they're coming together enough to get this done. So what do we do to heal that and bring these different uh, points of view together? And maybe Brian, I'll go to you and then Judy, please afterwards. Yeah, it's a great question, but I would actually uh, propose that uh, the majority of humanity hasn't always been on the same page all the time, but if we can actually be determined that uh, we want to defend and protect and honor individuals' rights to make choices on their own, 
uh, and have those guarded as God-given rights, then this pandemic and all the mandates would never be occurring anyway. And if you could stop being judgmental, discriminating against others, uh, be great to your neighbors, as I would suggest we all decide to be to our neighbors like we would consider them to be to us, we would never be as ugly and as hateful and uh, discriminating and shame, shame-driven, judgmental as we find ourselves sometimes. As far as those that are on the side of recognizing the crimes against humanity uh, as a generalized term, um, it, it doesn't really matter to me if uh, if you're in the there's no virus camp. It doesn't even matter to me if you're a flat earther or not. I don't care. Do you believe that human beings have the right to make choices on behalf of their own health and on the health of their own children? If you have that viewpoint, I'm on your side. Uh, we are trying Damn. to make sense out of madness of criminals who are weaponizing biological agents, and it doesn't matter how they're dispersing it. We know they're poisoning us through the air. They're poisoning us through our food. They're poisoning us through our waters. They've been doing this for years. So we're trying to make sense out of madness. I just want you to know, we are all in agreement that there is something they have planned, released on the world, and it is creating sickness and death, and they are targeting, we know they're targeting People with pre-existing conditions. We know that. It's very obvious. Our federal health agencies are reporting on this. No one more than diabetics, heart disease patients, uh, kidney specialists, or chronic disease, and neurological patients are dying more than anybody else. They are targeting these people and the elderly. They are targeting them and killing them in hospital protocols, nursing home center, end-of-life protocols in the UK and other countries. This is how they set up the great pandemic, a pandemic. It is all very corrupt. What I all I did was bring to the table that I'm recognizing there's something no one really has talked about that I've recognized that there's this weaponized version of venom that actually does answer a lot of the mysteries to, to SARS-CoV-2 disease symptoms, signs and symptoms that really don't make sense with a lot of viruses. They just don't, but they do with venoms. And if you look at the atrocious deaths, myocarditis, neurological diseases, autoimmune diseases from these mRNA shots, if you can actually look at it from a perspective that there just might be snake venom phosphodiesterase as the gene editing therapy tool, which is what Drew Weissman and Catalina Carrico have used since 2009, paid by Anthony Fauci to use to do mRNA gene editing therapy. If they've been using snake venom to do that, what if it answers the D-dimer elevations which can be linked to coagulation factors caused by snake venom poisoning, which Medscape declares is a cause for elevated D-dimers. If this is true, we should be evaluating D-dimers all over the place for people suffering from injuries from mRNA shots. If that's the case, it's already disclosed. No one was looking at this. It's already disclosed that if you purchase snake venom phosphodiesterase, that the co-creators credited with these mRNA shots to do gene editing therapy sponsored and funded by Anthony Fauci himself for the last 13 years I'm aware of. It mm -hmm. says when you buy this stuff that they've been using to do gene editing therapy, what's they're doing with these shots? Mm -hmm. They're using snake venom to get it in there in their research studies. It states that if you use glutathione, any cysteine products like N-acetylcysteine, any ascorbic acids or EDTA products, and you mix it with snake venom phosphodiesterase, the mechanism of action of snake venom phosphodiesterase to destroy cells and to splice or cleave your RNA or DNA, which is what they state it does in the research studies, it is completely inhibited by those four substances. 
and everyone who's experiencing these shots or has already got them. I don't care if you were coerced, bullied, or you were really outright afraid you might get another variant of COVID and you're having any symptomatology after the shots. I love you enough to tell you, go try glutathione, NAC, ascorbic acid, EDTA, EDTA, get your blood sugar down, manage your blood sugar. They're targeting diabetics. They're targeting you. I promise you, uh, you need to actually take care of your health from a perspective. All I'm trying to do is give people the tools in audiences who are lay people, medical people who are treating their patients to look with a different lens. Add this to your lens when you're looking at this complex thing called gain-of-function testing with SARS-CoV-2. Look at this venom aspect because it's answering a whole lot of questions for me. And a whole lot of medical doctors and scientists are reaching out to me so excited that once this dropped, this documentary called Watch the Water, which was just a, the weapon is venom. Just look at, just look at that aspect that it's there. Mm -hmm. So many people have told me their symptoms they've been dealing with long haulers. Even MDs are telling me when they added this hypothesized solution to the nicotinic acetylcholine receptors that are targeted by cobra toxin, bungarotoxin from many banded crates, which is the two venoms. They said the spike protein most represented or looked like genetically. They said if you hypothesize using nicotine, maybe that's why smokers aren't ending up in COVID-19 wards as much as other groups. Maybe there's some protective mechanism of nicotine. When I just proposed you might want to try this, and I've been doing that for the last four months before this even launched, every single person who said to me they're struggling to get their oxygen above 92 or 93 months later, within hours, they actually felt their diaphragm start contracting and their oxygen levels went up to 96, 97, and 98. Why would you not be excited to try this? And I didn't say live on it. I said try it for a few days and see if it helps improve your symptoms. And then melatonin hormone was another thing that came up. The protective mechanism of melatonin as an inhibitor to snake venoms, I couldn't believe it. This solved the riddle for a bunch of people around the world who said they couldn't figure out why SARS-CoV-2 wasn't as deadly to children as it was to adults. Right, well, children by nature have much higher levels of melatonin than adults do. And then they looked on the internet after looking at my stuff, learning about snake venom, and they were like, simply, I'm saying very simplistic. They looked like this. Does melatonin inhibit snake venom? And then all these research studies published and came up and they were like, I had no idea. And then it hit me when people were reporting this back to me. I didn't even look at that aspect yet. But I remember being in studio with Peter McCullough and he brought up just real quickly that there was this research study or two that were finding these small cohort studies with melatonin hormone supplementation. They were finding great results with COVID. I just remember him saying it one time, but I don't remember seeing a lot of these studies in relationship to COVID. But this answered a lot of questions for people. My goal is no different than Judy's. Judy's is exposing the corruption behind our science communities, pharmaceutical industries, and our federal health agencies. They are mass creating disease and death with gain-of-function testing, with weaponized venoms, with poisons in your air, water, and food. And I want everyone who's ever been a part of this movement to continue to stay with me because what you've been doing is working to save lives. Let's just continue to accept new realities and look at them. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, dismiss it later. But uh, don't don't shoot the messengers yet. We have a mission here. There's a lot of people and not very many of us who are trying to stand for the rest of humanity who's lost in confusion and mass media campaigning of propaganda and fear. And uh, it doesn't matter the reasons. We're going to continue to stand there and try to protect you. They murdered her husband, Judy's husband. They murdered my father-in-law in a hospital in February 2020. There is no other reason on the planet 
I keep researching these damn protocols with hospitals, the COVID-19 source of origins, how to actually make improvements in your life. I cannot stand the coercion, bully, hospital protocols, hiding behind protocols as the only way to try to help people. No, let people get back to practicing medicine. Not everybody. I mean, Judy, it's got to be disgusting to you. Is it not weird to me or weird to everybody else? Never in history has there been one over-the-counter medication for all headaches on the planet that works for everybody. Why in the world are we now okay with accepting one treatment protocol for everybody supposedly getting a respiratory virus infection? It has never, ever, ever made sense in the world of genetics, epigenetics, environmental factors. We're all very unique and different. So throw the kitchen sink at everything and try it. You don't know. Uh, but uh, it has been my plea throughout state capitol buildings the last two years on stages with Judy that uh, there are ways and there are things that have worked for decades. This is no different. <laughs> I really didn't throw a wrench in any medical doctor's protocol to actually handle COVID-19 variants. I just said, look at a couple more and just look at it with this lens. It's been phenomenal to watch the reaction. 90% of all people have been uh, so excited and thrilled uh, with uh, the venom aspect uh, of this actual entire pandemic. And for me, it's been very rewarding. There's been a very small group of people who are naysayers, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm actually still want them on the team and need to be with them on the team because there's very few of us who are standing in defense of the rest of us. Very well said. Uh, Judy, what's your response to that? Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. What we have to do is end the censorship, speak the truth in love, talk across our disparate lenses. Brian used a real good word. It's the lens you look through. It's my entire life experience is making drugs from plants and thinking about epigenetics. That's because I'm an identical twin. It's the expression of the genes. It's the environmental effects on the expression of your genes on top of the genes. It's not your genes. We're human beings. We, you know, God only breathed life into us. And, and interestingly enough, when I was making natural biological response modifiers, purifying that interferon, bovine interferon, um, the animal, the animal cytokines work up, meaning cow works on human, human interleukin two doesn't work on a cow. We use them for food. So it's it's just simply, you know, I agree. It, it has nothing to do with do virus exist? Do they not exist? Who cares? You know, the fact of the matter is we have a virome. It's 8% of our genome is our own viruses expressed all the time that shape the interferon network, our innate immune response, that it shows our entire adaptive immune response. Just keep your your frontline defense is healthy and you'll be just fine. So what we have to do is simply speak the truth in love, forgive each other. We look through different lenses. I'm sitting in that hospital with my husband and I don't know that they shouldn't be blowing 100% oxygen into his lungs that they're going to burn him out because I'm not a respiratory therapist. So I trusted somebody who, who just literally did the absolute worst thing for him. He needed a cannula in the nose, not forced oxygen when he already had COPD. He breathes 35 times a minute. I only, You and I only breathe 17 or 18. He's lived with this since he was a young man and he got a, a bacterial pneumonia that almost killed him in a hospital. So, you know, this is, but he used hydroxychloroquine ever since 2014. When I learned we stopped giving him flu shots, he got healthier and healthier. I didn't say we stopped giving him Prevnar, the pneumonia vaccine, but I, by 2019, I stopped giving him everything. He got healthier and healthier and healthier. He beat that. 
and and we have the film to prove it he beat it all you have to do is breathe all you have to do is god wins love wins how i brought him back to life from deathbed was simply love him he was scared he didn't know what was going on he was confused he couldn't get oxygen to the tissues and they were burning out his lungs you know this is inexcusable. Everybody needs to stop this. Nobody should ever be taken in a hospital in a situation and, and denied access to an advocate, to a family Amen. member. We all should be allowed to see our God and, and keep our vows to our loved ones and, and walk them home no matter where that home is. Um, no matter what your beliefs are, we're one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. No people should be killed for their beliefs. Nobody, especially not in the United States of America. We need to learn to speak the truth in love. That's why we write these books in a funny way. I need to get my own act together and I I can't, you know, I, I, I went off on pizza Tilly the other night because I was angry. You know, it's, there's no excuse for this. Um, that mean, not on him, but I just, he just let me rant, you know, and a lady said, Judy, it's, you know, I have a PhD in psychiatry and I want to help you, but you have to simplify that. And I can't understand what you say exactly. Cause you have a PhD in psychiatry or an MD in psychiatry, like Andy Kaufman, who says there's no such thing as a virus. I'm sorry, I'm the only one in this discussion that said 40 years doing just that. I made the cell lines. How do you grow viruses in Bureau E6? Oh, you evade. They, they're crippled in their type 1 interferon responses. Just knock them all out. We know exactly how to do it. And that's how you immortalize or make tumors. That's what I've done since June 10th, 1980. Sorry, there isn't anybody on this planet other than Frank Rossetti who's done that. And so it, we don't have to understand each other. We don't have to speak the same language. We have to speak the truth in love and listen. Stop the censorship. Stop the cancel culture. Our journals are criminal fraud advertisements for the but for big pharma. We know that they're criminal fraud. They need we need to end, you know, the six billion or however many billion, sixty billion dollars that Tony Fauci controls. We need to reorganize all of these organizations because they have nothing to do with public health. They have to do with an agenda. It's an agenda, and, and that's what it's gone through since 1930s and 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 probably before. And this is, it just, if we read the books and we watch the movie and we educate ourselves and we talk to each other and we forgive each other, we have to forgive each other. We didn't know. I mean, I just told you I handed my husband, you know, uh, a, a flu shot until I learned in 2014 because I didn't study hydroxychloroquine. Uh, you know, I knew what it was and it's like, yeah, hey, we don't need that. We got that. We got Plaquenil, you know, yeah. My, our focuses are different. Our visions, our lenses are different. We come from different places. But don't simply call somebody names and call it a day and censor them. You know, I, when I when I bought this book for my grandson, these presents for his birthday, my books aren't in the store, and neither is the real Anthony Fauci. In a Barnes and Noble in Ventura, where New York Times best-selling authors and local authors, it should be on the front table saying lo local authors. And I asked him, right. "Where's my books?" Where's the truth about the mask to the person wearing two masks, killing herself? She won't know it now, but she'll do lifelong damage to her lungs. This poor young person behind the behind the, the cash register. 
this is sad and we have to stop this and we have to love each other and, and get back and spiritually heal everyone. And, and you can only do that with love. Only love wins. Oh, you guys are just amazing. This is so good. I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps while you're both talking. This is exactly the solution here. And this is where we can find the, the common ground, which is what you were saying, Brian, let's, let's, let's focus on freedom. Uh, that's what we did with the truckers in Canada. We, we went peacefully with love to streets and cities all over Canada, over 11 million Canadians. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in this country. And we went there with bubble machines for kids, handing out warm apple cider, hugs, uh, bouncy castles, waving the flag, singing the national anthem, hanging out with drum circles and campfires, and um, just trying to inspire freedom and say, look, you don't have to, we don't all have to agree on politics, on religion, on any of this stuff. We don't even have to agree even on the vaccine or the COVID thing. If we can agree on freedom, that's the banner we can all come to. That's what a country is. It's supposed to be diverse with diverse opinions. Uh, it's supposed to be different. We're supposed to be different. We're different from every level, uh, as you were saying. And so if we say, hey, freedom is the banner, we start there and then we can get all the details and get the, the right people in the right positions so that the truth can happen. The truth can't happen in an environment where freedom doesn't happen. So freedom for me is number one. That will even unite the normies, the people that have been sort of brainwashed by this media and terrified and they now are suffering from, from post-traumatic stress, right? And then, and then from there, we can get the truth out and then justice is coming. I mean, come on. We have to have that spirit, ju real justice, not vigilante, crazy stuff like they're trying to make it look. Real, lawful justice um, is what needs to happen next. And I'm seeing some great signs coming out of what's going on in the States right now with all these different things being exposed simultaneously, which is really interesting to me. Um, but uh, anyways, both of you guys are, are doing a great job. Uh, just to say as well, uh, sorry to hear for both of your losses and everybody listening. I know we've all lost people. I lost my mother to this cult as well. I watched her go through her whole life on all these drugs and surgeries and whatnot. And I'll bet you she didn't even need a single one of them if she would have spoken to people like you. So thanks to both of you for the work that you're doing. Keep doing it. You know that my uh, platform is open to either of you anytime to come on and share this information. We need to get it out far and wide. And I want to implore anybody listening that if this resonated with you, please share this out as far and wide as you possibly can and help us get the word out. Um, so let's start with Brian. Any closing thoughts or remarks? And then over to Judy. Judy. Yeah, put your faith in God and his natural created immunity over anything science makes in a lab and says they need to inject inside of you to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just simply, you know, trust, put your trust where it belongs. You know, uh, uh, Ryan Cole, he says truth plus transparency equals trust. So, you know, we're transparent. We're just showing you the data. It's not our opinion. Uh, again, it's, it's just, let's just listen to each other, trust each other and go back to freedom where, what, where we used to be, um, it, healing, staying well, each, each allowed to, you know, take personal responsibility for their own health. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks to you both. I wish you well, let's stay in touch and thanks to everybody for tuning in, help us share it out. And we will catch you here real soon for another edition of truth warrior. Stay and well, everybody buy Judy's books. They're phenomenal. 
Yes, buy her books. You can get them on Kindle, even if they're not putting them up in the stores. And aren't they like number one, number two, or RFK's book was hitting the high yeah. charts? You guys are getting lots on Amazon, aren't you? Yeah. No. I mean, they they censor it and put out oh. crib notes that aren't the real book. And so it's okay. Oh um, so the greatawakeningbooks.com, you know, you can link directly back to the publisher. Yeah. Um, buy the audios. They're a little easier to take and audios, you can yeah. shut them off when they get That's to it. you. And to help everybody else also, I would recommend, and I'm not kidding, I can't believe Judy said it, but I would put Stephanie Seneff at the head of the FDA also. Y'all should read the book Toxic Legacy right. and get an understanding of what glyphosate and its impact on all of us worldwide is. Uh, she's a phenomenal human being and somebody whose research literally blows every neuron in my brain when I go through each chapter. I have to read it one chapter a day. Usually I, I don't have to do that, but to process it all is pretty in-depth. She's a pretty pretty unique and uh, incredible researcher. We Yeah, we featured her in Ending Plague and talked about that. We have so much fun. We talk right right through, and I don't understand a word she says, but I'm so excited because I, I go home and I look it all up and then she doesn't understand it. So we actually are going to, we're going to be at Autism One in Mesa, Arizona, August 19th and 20th. And Stephanie and I are going to talk about it because the minute her paper just came out, I said, ah, maybe you should see these. And she's like, wow, you just blew my, my brains. Let's talk about it in August. So um, there's a lot, a lot of hope for people because Autism One and, and um, the various organizations that allow us to speak like these tours, like Save a Generation, that allow us to talk and where we can listen to each other and just see the other perspective. Um, a lot, a lot of fun, a lot of great hope for um, the best health we've known in my entire lifetime, or at least since June 10th, 19, 1980, when I started this nightmare at Fort Dietrich. <laughs> wow, Dietrich. Well, that's great. Yeah. And thanks to all those people putting on those events. Keep them going. We're doing them here in Canada. Uh, we're trying to loosen up all these crazy restrictions so I can actually leave my country and come out and see some of you guys at these events. Um, so that's coming soon. But uh, yeah, if we get the right people in the right positions, I'd love to see humanity get a real chance if we had good people at the top instead of these evil, corrupt, cultist psychopaths, let's swap them out, get the right people there. Let's work together and truth is going to win in the end. Thanks, guys. Thank everybody. We'll catch you next time on Truth Warrior. Cheers, everyone.